welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. Join cross-cultural leadership expert, Dr. Tom Vergus, as he offers perspectives and strategies on the issues affecting global leaders in the ever-changing world of global business. Hello, everyone. Welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. My name is Tom Vergus. I'm joined on this episode by Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hi, Tom. How are you? Terrific. Thanks, Jürgen. You? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Really good. Good. So what are we talking about today? The first 90 days. Oh, first 90 <laughs> days. What's that about? <laughs> Topic was prompted by someone I was speaking to recently who is a new leader in a not-for-profit organization. Mm-hmm. We'd met at a meeting. She was talking about some of the challenges that mm. she was going through as a new leader. Okay, yeah. It's only been in there for a few months. So <laughs> I started talking to her then about the first 90 days, the importance of the first 90 days. Mm. Uh, it's actually a great uh, book written by uh, Michael Watkins. It's kind of a, a Bible for you know mm-hmm. people who are in transition roles. But it was just a conversation I was having with her. I just shared a couple of different ideas for her to be thinking about, to help her. Uh, as she navigated her role, and I thought, gosh, that's a why not? Good topic. Why yeah. not a, mm. as a topic? Mm. Well, it's interesting. I'm not familiar with that book, so tell us a little bit more about the first ninety days. Well, I, I I think the research shows that in any when you transition, right? When you transition into a role, mm. the time where you waste the most is actually in the transitionary period. Mm. Because for most people, they're going through, what do I let go of yeah. from my previous yeah. role to how do I absorb this this new role? I know you're a sports person, but I haven't asked you, have you, do you do triathletes, triathlons? Have you done triathlons? I have. I've done legs of a triathlon. I can't, I'm not a good swimmer. Right. So I've not done a triathlon. Mm. I've spoken, though, to many triathletes mm. And they always say in a triathlon, the place where you waste the most amount mm. of time is in transition. the transition, mm. right? Yeah. So going from a swim mm. to the bike, going from mm. the bike to the run, mm. that's where you waste yeah. the most amount of time. Because that's where you have to make changes. Correct, <laughs> correct. You know, you're whole, changing your whole yeah. body sequence, yeah. etc. And And a workplace is no different. That first transition, the first three to six months is where you spend the most amount of time. And the research shows that if you can make the transition smooth, as as an organization, Mm. if you're going to help your leaders move through the transition phase as quickly as they can so they settle into their roles, they will go on to be more successful. Mm. So the better the transition, the better the success in their roles. Mm. And vice versa, if the transition is poor, people tend to struggle. Hmm. Yeah, that's a fascinating metaphor. And I guess, you know, you can think of having to, I mean, for me, I know from going from cycling to running where you have to change clothes, mm. change shoes, park the bike, and then get underway to running. And if you waste a lot of time there or do something wrong, then you're immediately behind the eight ball. Yes. And of course, it doesn't matter how how good you run from there, you've already set the scene. So yes. I'm guessing that is kind of the message. Indeed, because you're having to catch up, right? Mm. You're having to make up mm. 
so yeah, it's exactly the, the same thing. So I talked to her about a number of different things in, in terms of suggestions. So the first thing I, I spoke to her was really ensuring that she had a clear view of what her strategy was. So because she worked for a, an organization, they obviously have an organizational strategy. Hmm. And I, I, one of the things I suggested to her was actually ensuring that her strategy for her department, her unit, was aligned to the strategy above. So that's an alignment. Hmm. And also then it enables her to talk to her direct reports and those further down the line to ensure that there is a clarity in, in terms of, you know, we're all aligned. We're all on the same path. Hmm. Hmm. All right. And what what were some of the other things? That, that, that was are the key first thing. The second thing was actually to get her to think about what is the system that she's in. So you and I have spoken a lot about uh, organizational culture, teams. That as a team, we all live within a system, right? So hmm. that's the organizational culture. So I got her to reflect on what is the system you're in. Because in any system, you you, you need a network, right, in a system. Mm. So who are the people you can reach out to? Who are the people you can ask for guidance? Who can be your mentors? Who are the people you can rely on to get things done? And it's about understanding how things get done in the system. Uh, Edgar Schein, who uh, was a pioneer in organizational culture, wrote a lot on the topic describes a culture, our organizational culture, as the way we do things here, mm. right? And as a newcomer, you, you're not sure about how things get done. Right, yeah. So it's about understanding that, you know, what's the system, how do things work around here, and how, not saying that it's perfect, but you might, you want to understand the system first before, before you, you change yeah, it. reinvent it. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. otherwise she's going to create a lot of mess and mm. you know, people are going to get antagonistic. So that was the second thing. The third thing I spoke to her about was ensuring who's on the team. So who are the people you have on your team? Who are your uh, direct reports? Uh, what are they capable of? Because like any new person coming into an organization, you may want to retain some of your team members, and you may want to have some move on mm. to other positions yeah. because you may want to bring some fresh blood in. Mm. Okay, so that's also an important part of ensuring strategy, strengths, what do I need in that team right now, and how do I get an assessment of my team members? And you remember we spoke in the previous podcast around resets. Yeah. Okay, so three to six months down the track, always important to do a reset, and inevitably you're going to bring some new people in, because you don't want to be, I think, the only person in, a, in the organization as the lead being the only new person everybody else has been around. So it helps if you bring also some fresh ideas, mm. fresh ways of thinking, mm. because it helps you then set. Yeah, in addition to your own, of course. In yeah. addition mm. to your own, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. The fourth point that I, I suggested to her was to look around for some easy wins, mm -hmm. you know, uh, low-hanging fruit mm. because there are always things you can do as a leader that actually just gets some results done you know because you come in you have a new way of looking at things i think it's a great confidence booster for you as an individual mm. to get some wins on the board it's also great for the team yeah uh, it demonstrates we're in action so when, when you say easy wins, do you mean a result for the organization yeah. or do you mean 
within the team internally? Both. 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 Mm. So sometimes it can be a result for the organization. So in this particular situation when we were talking about it, one of the things she said was there was a, a, a process in terms of how they selected certain people to do certain things, like mm. uh, in, in terms of a role. She said, actually, I can actually change the way that is done. To mm. make, I said, well, that's, an easy, that's, a, that's an easy win, mm. right? So it's about how do we, so because it'll make it easier, it was going to be less complicated. Mm. So that's a win. And there are many things, because inevitably, Jürgen, when you come into any organization or any uh, arena as a new person, you bring fresh eyes. Yeah, right? yeah. That's the value. You bring fresh eyes. So how do I look at this thing with fresh eyes? And how do I make some suggestions? It reminds me, I don't know if you know this saying, I think it's, it comes from German. It's a German saying, and that's a new broom sweeps cleaner. Right. Uh, but often <laughs> often that saying is used as almost a threat. So, okay, there's a new leader coming onto our team and so everybody's scared because they're saying a new broom. <laughs> right, yes. Mm. I better uh, sparkle up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the what are some of your tips for cuz there's uncertainty around that change, isn't there within the team? So Correct. what are some of the things the leader can do to Address that uncertainty right up front. And, and I'm guessing the first 90 days are a really critical part to deal with that one as well. Well, I think a couple of key points here. One is actually appreciating that the first 90 days are critical. Mm. So I don't think we do enough of that. I don't think we spend enough time thinking about actually how do we help make this transition. So as organizations, we need to ensure that all our leaders are transitioning as quickly as they can. Mm. So how do we help leaders transition in the first 90 days? Yeah. What systems, processes do we put in place to help them with that? I think that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is as a leader, how do I also ensure that I'm making that transition quickly? So in other words, what are some things I need to let go of, right? Because I need to let go. Mm. We are being promoted because we've had success in the previous role. Mm. Okay, that's why we are promoted. Yeah. And it's very difficult to let, let go, go of success. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because that's, that's, that's kind of part of your identity. So what, how do I let go of that and take on new things that I'm going to have to learn, make mistakes, mm. fall over, etc. So, you know, how do I deal with that in terms of my own ego? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And also, I guess one of the things, and I think we've talked about succession planning in the past, mm. but one of the things as well and setting you up as a leader for the future is having that succession plan in place which will enable you to perhaps let go more quickly when the next promotion comes along indeed mm. all right so what's the takeaway for today well i think reflecting on when you've made transitions when you have made it in the past what's your experience of transitions been mm. how has it helped if you were aware of it, has it helped? And if you are unaware of those transition points, what can you do going into the future that will help you with it? Because inevitably, we are here just talking about the first 90 days in terms of a job transition. Yeah. But we are making transitions all the time, mm -hmm. right? We're transitioning. Mm. Sometimes it could be we're moving cities mm. or we're moving homes mm. or we're moving into new teams. So, yeah, we're transitioning. Mm. So constantly we are in... There are lots of transitioning opportunities in our lives. It's uh, actually appreciating, actually, there's a process that we as human beings go through in any transition. Mm. How do we be comfortable with that? 
and how do we accelerate the process? Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point that we're not just in our careers, but all throughout our lives, we're transitioning all the time. Mm. Mm. Great advice. Thank you. You're welcome, Jürgen. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on CQ for Global Leaders. To find out more or contact us, go to culturalsynergies.com.